You are listening to episode number 44 of the Effective Statistician podcast, Ways to Improve Your Leadership Skills, the last part of the interview with Gary Sullivan. Welcome to the Effective Statistician with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, the weekly podcast for statisticians in the health sector designed to improve your leadership skills, widen your business acumen, and enhance your efficiency. We are coming up with a great free webinar on leadership. It's about the four biggest mistakes you can make as a statistician in order to fail on leadership and what you can do to uh, get about these uh, problems. Sign up at theeffectivestatistician.com slash webinar where you get everything you need to uh, access the webinar. In this episode, we talk about resources that help you to improve your leadership skills. And we will specifically talk about the course that is coming up in terms of helping you accelerate your leadership development um, and what this is all about. This podcast is created in association with PSI, a global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to special interest groups, the video on demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Hello again to another episode of The Effective Statistician. And this is the last episode in the series of leadership episodes that we have with Gary Sullivan. Hi, Gary. How are you doing today? Hi, Alexander. I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. Okay. And today, actually, we talk about ways to improve your leadership skills. And um, let's Go first in a couple of different resources that are out there um, available for um, different costs and um, that we that basically more or less everybody can use to improve their leadership skills. Um, one of the big resources for me personally in terms of um, improving my leadership skills are actually books. Um, I read books quite frequently. Um, actually, nowadays I'm listening to most of them <laughs> uh, as audiobooks. Um, but this is always a great deal because you get for little money, you get lots of insight. Um, and that helps me a lot to uh, progress in my, my career in that regard. What about you? Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I, I don't read Typically, I don't read specifically books just generally about leadership. I read books about uh, different aspects or different uh, competencies of leadership. Um, uh, and I find that's a way to really dig into a topic um, and, and a specific topic and learn more rather than just about general leadership. Do you have any kind of specific books in mind that you uh, really like very much about leadership skills? Yeah, there's a few that I, I think are pretty easy to read and um, and helpful to to. I mean, I think just about anyone 
Um, one of them is called The Power of Communication by Fred Garcia. Um, it's, it's a book about communication, but it's also a book about um, how to influence with communication, the importance of communication. Um, I've seen Fred talk and he's actually, uh, I've attended some sort of courses from him as well. And um, his material and his concepts and, and his knowledge about leadership and the way he structures it are, are really helpful. Um, another book, uh, and, and actually there's a series of books written by Patrick Lencioni, and he writes his books in a parable form. So he'll, he'll hone in on a specific concept or a general topic, uh, but he'll sort of tell a story and he'll introduce the concepts around the story. And his books are really short and, and easy to read. Um, in the one of the one of my favorite ones is the five dysfunctions of a team, um, and it really talks about uh, teamwork and the different aspects of teamwork. Um, and it's a really short story. You can you can read it in a, in a couple of days just sitting down. Uh, so th those are two of my favorites. One of my favorite books is also a parable. It's called "Our Iceberg Is Melting" by John Cocker. Uh, John Cotter, and it's really a nice book about um, change management. You can read it on a very, very short flight, maybe just an hour flight. And um, it tells a very, very nice story about penguins that recognize that their iceberg is melting and what mm -hmm. they now need to change about that. Uh, another nice book about uh, that is actually more about self-management is um, Atomic Habits by James Clear, hmm. um, which is really nice for building habits uh, on, a, uh, on a regular basis or for breaking bad habits as well. Um, and in terms of specifically about leadership, um, a book that I recently read is by Brené Brown uh, about Dare to Lead. And um, that is also very, very nice. It uh, speaks about vulnerability and lots of these aspects around it so yeah i'd mention one more um I've, i've read quite a few uh biographies of um accomplished leaders and i think that's another great way to to just understand leadership styles and see different um leadership type of of actions and, and characteristics um in action they'll, they'll give examples so one one of my favorite books is uh it's a book written by robert gates who was the former secretary of defense here in the united states um, under presidents bush and obama and he wrote a book called duty and it talks about his time as secretary of defense but really gives you some great insights into how he leads And, and I mean, I really like his leadership style. So that's another reason I enjoyed the book. Yeah. Yeah. I also read some books by, uh, about, uh, football, uh, managers, uh, like Pep Guardiola. Um, and these are also very, very interesting from a leadership perspective because, um, it's really for them very, very important to get their communication across and mm -hmm. build build a strong team, you know, have this team spirit and um, get everybody, you know, to agree to a common tactic, these kind of things. Really, really interesting. Yeah. So books are one very, very good thing. Another thing that I um, 
that helped me a lot uh, as mentoring. Mm -hmm. So to um, actually have mentors mostly within the company, uh, not necessarily from statistics, but also from other areas that helped me with uh, different leadership aspects. Yes, I would agree. Uh, both, I think, more formal and maybe less formal mentors. I found that uh, th there were people that I would meet with regularly specifically for purposes of mentoring, um, but then there were also people that I would just have have lunch with or meet with uh, less frequently and just just leaders that I would, you know, tap their brains and ask questions. And again, you can just learn a lot from from people that have been in, in leadership roles and positions. Yeah, I think very often this is on a rather informal basis at the beginning. Um, as you said, you meet for lunch or you have a coffee after your um, project meeting or things like that. And through these kind of circumstances, you can learn a lot about uh, leadership and you can, you know, um, also you can directly observe how they lead and then, you know, afterwards, you know, uh, ask questions about that. So that's really, really helpful. But you also have been a mentor in, uh, for quite some time, haven't you? Yes. And I'm, I'm still, um, mentoring people even after as, as I'm semi-retired, um, and I find that I'm getting actually better and better at it, uh, just just because of all the the knowledge I guess I've acquired over the years. But um, but but actually in the mentoring role, I learn a lot as well from the people I mentor. Um, so so I try to as I'm as I'm going through from week to week, if if I think about things or have experiences, um, I'll jot them down. And uh, and remind myself to sort of share them with people that I'm that I'm mentoring or meeting with, um, and I think really good mentors do that. They'll they'll come to you and they'll always want to share something they've experienced. Uh, but but as a mentee, uh, sometimes you really have to sort of tap into into them. And I, I wouldn't I would encourage people to to get mentors and to to also be very specific about uh, what type of what type of things you'd like to learn from them. And, uh, and don't be afraid to, to really um, make them uh, sort of dive in and share their experiences. Yeah. Actually, my supervisors uh, played a very important role in identifying these mentors for me. So um, because they had sometimes better relationships to people and, you know, um, uh, asked them to be my mentors. So that was uh, sometimes also very, very help yeah. helpful. As well as, you know, sometimes it's really nice to um, bounce off ideas with supervisors yeah. in uh, your regular one-to-ones with them and speak about difficult situations, how you can, you know, approach things. And, and yeah, that is really, really helpful uh, to work with supervisors in terms yes. of that. And I think the role of the supervisor is really important in your leadership development, even if they're not specifically mentoring you or even when they're not giving you guidance or you're learning from them, um, they need to support what you're doing. And as you said, sort of bounce ideas off them in terms of how you develop as a leader, uh, identify mentors, um, provide you with potentially experiences or point you in directions. Um, 
or, or just provide you feedback in terms of ways that you can improve as a leader. But I think the support of the supervisor and engaging them in whatever you're doing to improve your leadership skills is, is very important. Another area um, where I learned a lot is just from peer-to-peer -peer interactions. Mm -hmm. So discussions with other people that had exactly the same challenges, um, maybe worked with the similar people or maybe even the same people and helped me, you know, understand, you know, what worked for them in terms of uh, getting buy-in from other people, um, convincing other people, um, setting up projects in such a way that, you know, worked successfully. So this kind of informal peer groups, so to say, really helped a lot as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, lots of learning amongst uh, people. When I was on our, our leadership team, um, connected really well with a couple folks and um, we would, we would sort of even share different ideas or perspectives on things, um, that were issues that we were discussing within the team. And then we can sort of take them into the team, one or, or both of us, um, in terms of sharing an idea or perspectives or things like that. So, um, I think, I think when you're in a team situation, sort of connecting with people, uh, individuals in the team, um, is important in terms of sort of building, um, alignments or just sort of, like you said, bouncing ideas off of people and getting a perspective on things before you, you sort of broach it with the whole team. Okay. So now we discussed books, mentoring, supervisor, um, and peer to peer groups. Um, finally, a nice resource that for me is helpful is, um, is podcasts. So unfortunately, I never found really a nice podcast for kind of the, the leadership that we are talking about, kind of the um, leadership where you don't have a title and, you know, you're not the, the supervisor in terms of leadership. Um, there's lots of very, very good um, podcasts about there in terms of, um, so to say, manager type of leaders. So... Uh, one podcast that I listen to quite frequently is uh, one by Michael Hyatt, and there's another one by uh, that's called Manager Tools. Um, very, very good podcast, as well as some German ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, and do you ever listen to such podcasts? I don't. I don't listen to the the leadership specific type podcasts. Again, it kind of gets back to what I said about books. Um, One of the podcasts um, on our national public, there's two podcasts on our national public radio uh, programs here in the States. Um, one is called the TED Radio Hour. Um, and it just, it picks topics and then it'll, it'll um, reference a couple different TED talks on that topic. And not all the time, but, but I would say a lot of the time there are topics that are relevant to leadership. And again, it's, it's a great way to learn about just specific little um, ideas or, or characteristics or different leadership competencies or concepts um, or approaches to, to different things. There's, there's been some on like the power of change or, or influence or teamwork and stuff like that. Um, and another one that I've listened to is called, and again, it's on national public radio, it's called How I Built This. And it talks to um, entrepreneurs um, so, so people that are very accomplished in sort of building their own business and coming up with ideas so you can learn a lot about 
um, not just leading people, but innovation, perseverance, uh, how to deal with setbacks, those types of things. So those are those are two good ones that I've listened to over the years. Yeah. Unfortunately, all of these things are very, very generic and lots of them, you know, are spread across lots of lots of different things. If you want to get kind of um, leadership training in a very, very, you know, down to the most specific things that you need as a statistician, um, there's actually very little out there. Mm. Um Of course, there is the um, professions like the ASA or PSI. They offer these um, events in terms of leadership trainings, but there's nothing out there that is really kind of um, where you don't need to travel all the time, some things where you um, have uh, support over a longer period of time because I think leadership is really something that you learn by um, in kind of cycles. You know, you learn it in terms of you, you get information, you try it out, you fail, you need to speak about why did you fail, um, then, you know, uh, get feedback on that, uh, try again, and so to say, improve over time more and more. Yeah, as I teach uh, leadership courses, most of them are just one or two days. And I'll make that comment uh, usually up front is that you, I'm not going to teach you how to be a leader in a day, and that they do need to invest in their leadership. And interestingly, At the end of the course, we usually talk about things like we just talked about, like here are some books that you can read, um, you know, using, leveraging others, forming small groups, you know, those types of things. So I agree that it, and we talk about the idea of, of investing in your leadership. And so it really is a long-term commitment. I, I think those courses are good because a lot of people just don't even know where to get started. And so the the, the one or two day courses can help you get grounded in, in what leadership is all about and at least give you uh, some sense of direction um, as, to, as to how to get started. Uh, but, yeah. but I would agree with you. Yeah. In terms of these courses, so um, to overcome these kind of limitations that um, the overall leadership training has, um, Gary and myself actually put together a program um, the Effective Leadership Statistician Leadership Program. And it this is really about helping you to progress in your career in terms of leadership. It's specifically for statisticians, uh, from statisticians like Gary and myself. And um, what you will get from this program is basically uh, three different things. The first thing is you will get an understanding of the foundations. You will deeply understand leadership. You get some tools for building the foundation as an effective leader. And you will be able to explain role of trust and communication in terms of statistical leadership. Um, you will be able to apply communication concepts and techniques uh, for various situations where you need that as a statistician. Um, and also, you will be able to learn how to build trust with your business partners, being it statisticians or non-statisticians. Um, a second thing will be um, you will learn how to influence and create change. 
because lots of what leadership is about is creating change. You know, you want to uh, make sure that a new statistical approach is uh, is used, or you want to convince your business partner that you know the traditional way of doing things is not optimal. So there's lots of change involved in influencing. So um, after you complete the course, you'll be able to understand um, why developing things like business acumen is is important. Um, And you will know how to uh, work better with your uh, collaborators based on these um, better understanding of business and the science. Um, You will also be having different approaches to influence thinking and decisions, and that will help you in your day-to-day work and these kind of things. Um, And also, you will be able to generate and formulate ideas to improve business processes uh, via statistical means. The third thing is you will also be uh, able to develop um, and implement a specific for you designed action plan. Because as Gary just said, you know, this is not a once thing effort, but it what we want to make sure is that you create a habit of um, uh, improving your leadership skills. And so um, after finalization of the program, you will have uh, already started and implemented specific actions to improve your communication skills and build trust with your collaborators, improve your understanding of the business, and make sure that you continue to study and learn about leadership concepts. So these are kind of the three uh, big things that you will get away from the course that um, uh, we are about to start. Understanding the foundations of leadership, influencing and creating change, and develop and implement a personal action plan. Gary, do you want to add to these kind of three things? Um, I, I won't add. I think that's the we're going to be able to to cover plenty of, of information. I think the thing I would say is that the way that we've laid out the course, I think, is the most sensible way to approach leadership. Um, just in terms of as as you try to learn any skill. Um, the first part is, again, sort of understanding the fundamentals. So I think starting with the foundation of communication and trust, and that allows you to, to be more effective um, in team situations and working with people. And, and I think once you understand and lay that foundation, then we begin to build on it with the idea of uh, being able to, to influence and create change and those types of things. Um, the, the notion of developing an action plan. And as you said, I think it's so important um, over a period of time to, to form a habit of, of, um, of studying leadership and investing in your own leadership. So, and again, based on my experiences teaching, uh, this, this is, I think, the, the most effective way to, um, to, to teach a course over a period of time to start to formulate those habits and, and again, start with the foundation and then build from there. Yeah. And of course, it takes time to build these habits. You know, this is not something that you develop over a weekend. We all know that if we want to implement a new habit, that takes weeks and months. And that's why we designed the course to run actually over six months. Um, 
actually over six four-week cycles because each cycle will contain of um, four weeks. We'll start every uh, cycle first with a webinar uh, through which we introduce the uh, topic of the month, so to say, um, and all the participants will be able to ask questions and we'll have a Q&A after the webinar. Um, the following week, we will have um, small group discussions. So um, as you know, this peer-to-peer -peer interaction and accountability is really, really important to uh, move forward and make it very, very specific to the individual uh, participants. We will put the um, different participants into smaller groups in which they can actually uh, discuss about challenges and you know uh, reflect about what they learned, how they implemented in their day-to-day -day, uh, life, and to overcome actually any any barriers that are there. In the third week, we will then have some uh, audio material. Uh, you can will be able to listen to this while. Um, well, podcast player basically, and then uh, that will give you additional information, uh, more in-depth material on on the topic of the month, and then another uh, the fourth week we'll again have a, a small group discussions to follow up on on the topics, and so that concludes basically a four-week cycle. Each of these cycle is then. Um, basically on, on one topic. So we will have uh, six different topics over these six different months. The so small groups, I think, is really, really important because um, they make sure that all the people stay engaged, uh, that you really get something out of it. It makes sure that uh, the leadership topics are breaking down into specific actions for you. So you're not kind of left alone with some material and then don't know what to do with it, but you have specific actions and you can follow up on these and then, you know, discuss about these with the other peers in the group. And these peer discussions will be moderated uh, by Gary and myself. Yeah, Alexander, I, I would just say, like I said, the, the other thing I think that's really nice about this setup is that there's different sort of vehicles for learning. Uh, so the, the webinar with Q&A is a semi-formal way. So there's there's material presented. There's some live Q&A, allows people to ask questions in the moment. Like you said, the small discussion groups, I think, are really important uh, because it, it helps people learn from others. Uh, people are allowed to sort of practice communication skills. Um, working together in small groups and allows them to sort of dive into the topic in a, in a very informal way. Um, the, the podcast, again, maybe more a, a lecture style, but again, an effective way of learning. Um, so so these, these methods sort of allow people to think and reflect and, and engage in the, the learning in, in different ways, which I think is really helpful for someone to, to really dig in and learn a concept. Yeah. Because leadership is, you know, such a complex topic, um, you really can only learn it by practicing it. That's, I think, one of the key things. <clears throat> also, um, 
there's all these kind of questions that come, you know, at a, any given point in time through the six months. And to able to uh, respond to these questions as a bonus, uh, we will also create a Facebook group. So in this Facebook group, you can um, post any questions. We will probably also um, add additional materials there. Maybe we do some uh, Facebook Live or something like this that uh, you will see when you will get into the program. But there you will get uh, in touch with all the other participants and really everybody can help everybody in, in the Facebook group. Yes. The, the Facebook group is also very, very, very important for us to uh, make sure we get uh, feedback through the course, on the course, about the course. Because... Um, Initially, we basically launch a beta version of the course. And uh, we want to make sure that the course um, really fits the need of the statisticians. So um, uh, all the participants in the first version of the course, the beta version of the course, will only um, have a reduced price, uh, only pay a reduced price. And as, um, yeah, we just then need to get some feedback about it um, to make sure that the course improves over time. Okay, let's dive a little bit into the six different parts of, of uh, the course. Gary. Yeah, um, so in terms of, as we sort of talked about, starting with the foundation, um, the, the first topic uh, will be around just an introduction to leadership Um and we'll maybe start with the end in mind in terms of sort of sharing, okay, here's here's where we want you to be coming out at the back end of this, some things to think about as people are going through the course. Um, we'll talk about um, the idea of being a student of leadership and, and what that means. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about leadership and, and specifically what that means and maybe talk about some definitions of leadership. I think that's something that, that's very important for people to understand. Uh, before really diving in and trying to to develop leadership. And then um, I think another important topic is the, the notion of the difference between emergent and assigned uh, leadership and, and how that relates to, to, to people in their different roles and, and just how important it is to understand that because, um, you know, part of what I believe is most, most leadership is emergent. Um, and so, and so understanding the difference between those and what those mean, um, and how that applies to each individual, I think is an important sort of first step in, in moving, moving along and up the ladder of, of developing leadership. The second part is about communication and trust. And I think we talked a lot about, uh, this is in, in a previous episode, and as a third topic, we have a really, really nice one that is one of the biggest barriers, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, as, as statisticians, I mean, we, we all work in teams. And um, understanding the, the teamwork and how to be an effective teammate and how to make teams work effectively is very important. And then inevitably, with teams and with collaborations, they're comes conflict, disagreement, differences of opinion. And as I've taught leadership classes, that's something that always comes up is how do we deal with, with conflict? How do we resolve 
uh, upsets and things like that. So we will spend uh, spend uh, time time on that. It's a very important topic. Okay, and uh, then we have organizational and business in, uh, acumen as a fourth bullet point uh, in the fourth months. What do we will learn there? Yeah, so I think in terms of, and this again is sort of a, a foundational piece of, of influence and driving change, is is understanding the big picture. So so not just things like, um, I mean, things as, as general as the, the vision and mission and, and the strategy, uh, but, but then also specifics around um, the, the people that you are working with and those that you're ultimately going to be trying to influence, um, whether it's it's a, you know scientifically based or business based or there's always an element of, of, of business in, in anything people do. Um, so, so kind of understanding that that big picture type of thinking, understanding some specifics about the business to allow you to to, to more effectively, Uh, grasp um, what the the organization is trying to accomplish, and again, that sort of sets up for the ability to influence and drive change. Yep, influence and drive change is then the topic of the fifth month, and the last month we will speak about focus and action planning. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so one of the things I think about leadership and. Uh, it, it's important. So I think once you want to develop as a leader, you, you can quickly be overwhelmed by all that you feel that you have to learn. Um, so I, I think focus is, is a key thing in terms of what is it that you need to, to learn most about with regard to leadership. And that may be specific to someone's role, uh, the role that they're in or the role that they want to be in or the situation that they're in. Uh, maybe communication is the most important thing. Maybe it's it's how to negotiate. Uh, there there are all sorts of different situations. There's never a one size fits all. Um, and then, as we spoke at the beginning, the idea of developing an action plan moving forward, um, so that that once you finish the course, you, you continue on. It's just sort of the beginning of your your study of leadership, and um, and and you sort of carry forth with that. Yep. Yeah. So after four, so six months, you will have a very, very strong foundation. You have, will have built a habit of uh, learning about leadership, um, have really propelled yourself forward in terms of these skills. And um, from that on, you'll be on a very, very good trajectory moving out. Um, actually, we after the completion of the course, We hope that the um, small group discussions basically continue. Just, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, then you have met for six months on a biweekly basis. And then there should be a very, very good team spirit to move on. And so that will also help to uh, continually have you accountable um, on, on moving forward with these skills. And so that will be, I think, a very, very great resource that helps you to move forward along the trajectory of improving your leadership skills. Also, um, you will basically continue to have um, access to all the uh, course material. And of course, we'll update it over time. We'll add to things and, and things like that. And you just 
will have lifetime access to that. Especially for the beta version, you'll have it and um, off you go. Um, in terms of supervisors, why should supervisors um, actually support you in attending this program? Yeah, as I spoke before, I think it's it's really important that um, anyone that that wants to improve their leadership does engage and gain the support of their supervisor, um, and supervisors themselves. I mean, can can consider attending, but um, this is a way uh, for an individual to invest. Um, generally, I would say in their soft skills, which are very important. But um, statisticians really don't get the time or the training, uh, and sometimes even not even the, the, the role models to, 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 to understand how to, to become influential and how to lead. Um, so, so starting with things like, uh, like I said, some of the foundational things we talked about in terms of communication and trust and, and developing those, but then understanding how organizations work, um, those types of things. Uh, but more and more, uh, you know, everything's being driven by data. I mean, we see it every day um, in in all different sectors. Um, so uh, we we are the experts in in the analysis of data, the design of of studies. Um, we already have the expertise in these things. What we don't have necessarily training in is 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 how to to influence direction, how to impact decision making. Um, some some develop this more quickly over time, but uh, it's something that um, can can really um, be helpful in terms of accelerating that that development. Um, so that's that's one key thing. Um, another is I think statisticians have really um, raw skills to be strong leaders. Um, I think we're deep thinkers. We're good at, at framing and structuring problems. We, we are trained and expert in synthesizing and processing information. We're good at problem solving. Um, we have a thirst for learning. Um, and I think with the field of statistics comes um, high integrity. These are great foundational skills for leaders. Uh, so, so not only will it help you just be a, a more effective statistical leader, but um, there are people that can even rise beyond that. Um, if, if, if I think allowed and given the, the appropriate training. So we've already got a great foundation that's easy to build on and, and make statisticians really, really strong, um, effective leaders. Yeah. And I think the, in terms of this role model, I think there is this nice snowball effect. You know, if you have a good leader and that's a role model that will automatically, you know, create more more leadership around them you know they, they will you know help others to to step up as well um so and over time that will change the complete organization the co complete function and you can you know level up your game for the complete department yeah yeah i think even just the the course will sort of change i think the mindset of people because I, i don't know that people Uh, become statisticians to become leaders, but it's something that that we should think about because of, as I said, the 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 onslaught of data, uh, the the great foundation we have as leaders, 
I think uh, changing sort of the expectation or the mindset that we can be really effective leaders um, is is something that I think the the course will will help change that mindset. And as as Alexander said, it creates sort of this virtuous cycle of leaders then then building and helping develop other leaders. I would actually say, as a statistician, if you don't have good leadership skills, you can't be really effective because. Um, it doesn't matter what you kind of design on your computer or anything like that. If you can't implement it, if you can't um, persuade your team to actually do it, you can't really do a lot alone as a statistician. You need to work cross-functionally. Yeah, ultimately, I think your your career will stall if if you don't invest and develop in your leadership skills. Yeah. So in terms of investing in your leadership skills, we actually have some webinars coming up. So uh, depending on uh, when you're listening to this, we offer this webinar at three different dates. You can find all the information on this webinar just by going to theeffectivestatistician.com slash webinar. And there you'll find the material, dial-in, and everything like that. If you have... Um, uh, put your email address into the newsletter for the effective statistician. You will also get uh, information about that. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, the price because, of course, we can't <laughs> give that away for free. There's a lot of investment in terms of time. Um, and actually, I think um, putting some skin in the game also helps to actually make sure that there's in these uh, small group discussions, there's only people that are really, really committed. Because I think that it's it's really bad if you go to a um, uh, training and you want to actually really learn something, and then all the others, you know, say do something else, they multitask, or they don't show up, or whatsoever. So. This is not for everybody. This is for people that really are engaged, that really want to commit to uh, becoming um, an effective statistician and up their game in terms of leadership skills. Um, so in terms of the uh, pricing, we have basically um, two options that, we, that you can choose from. You can either have a one-time payment of um, 1,499 euros, uh, or you can opt for two payments of <clears throat> each 849 uh, euros for either the f uh, for the first 12 weeks and then another uh, 849 for the second uh, 12 weeks. These prices exclude taxes, of course, um, because we assume mostly will be paid by companies anyway. So when will the program start? The program will start on the 26th of February. And um, as this um, episode goes live, you can actually go to the um, homepage of the course at the effective statistician slash course. And there uh, you find all the materials that we talk about today as well as any anything else to basically register and enroll for the course. Um, we are closing the card 
uh, on the 12th of uh, February because we need to know how many people will uh, enroll in the course, which start, then starts on the 26th of February. So speak to your supervisor, uh, get approval, um, whatever you need, and then you can uh, go there and register for the course at the effective statistician slash course. Don't wait too long. It's only until <laughs> 12th of February. Um, the other point is, if you listen to this after the 12th of February, we want to um, do that on a more regular basis. So after the 12th of February, you will find um, uh, on this homepage um, just a field where you can leave your email address. And then... Whenever we open the uh, course again, um, you will be able to enroll then. <clears throat> but then it will be kind of the you know the fully developed uh, course with all the feedback from the uh, initial group, and then um, the prices will go up. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about some uh, frequently asked questions about the course. Um, we already talked um, about the uh, access to the material. Basically, you have lifetime access to it. So as long as Gary and myself are in business, <laughs> you have basically access to that. <laughs> um, and um, of course, as I said earlier, we will uh, probably add material, we'll update the material. So it's very, very good. Gary, what do you anticipate is the time investment into the course? Yeah, I think that's one of the really nice things about this course, because as I talk to, to folks sometimes about um, taking leadership training over a short period of time, so even if it's for a day or two days, uh, people get sort of, they, they get busy with with day-to-day -day work and they they feel like they can't even break away to, to do that one day course, or they sign up for the course, then they have to cancel. The nice thing about this is it's, it's a little investment for a lot of weeks. Um, and I, I would su suspect that it's going to be one to two hours per week. The one hour is going to be the, the webinars, the, the podcast, uh, the, the mastermind groups, um, but th there may be some additional time that's needed in terms to prepare for those or just to capture insights, thoughts, uh, reflections um, from those from those experience. So I would say uh, on the line of one to two hours a week, which um, is is a manageable investment for, I would think, just about everyone. Yeah, because the nice thing is the course actually sits basically within your day to day work. You yes. will basically practice while you are learning. So um, your learning experience is all the time, but you need this one to two hours in addition um, to actually learn. <clears throat> we already talked about the uh, what happens to the small group uh, after we finish the course. So um, we anticipate that they will be stable enough so that they can actually progress on their own afterwards. Yeah. And um, one other thing is, if you go into the course and you don't like it, well, that can always happen, but you have a 24 days money back guarantee. 
So even if you're kind of don't like it for whatever reason or, you know, whatsoever things happen in life and you can't move on, then you'll get the money back. No problem. Of course, it would be really, really helpful if you tell us, you know, if there's something we could change or something like this, because that's, you know, why we uh, start with a beta version of the course. Um, that would be great. But yeah, 24 days full uh, money back guarantee. So we are very, very confident about the course material. Um, there's lots of expertise going into this course. Um, that's why we give this 24-day full uh, money-back guarantee. Okay, still, you know, like in any kind of thing, over time, people may drop out. You know, even the best clinical studies have dropped out right? <laughs> over time. <laughs> so um, we will, you know, see, we built the course really to reduce that, to keep retention very, very high. That's one of the um, reasons why we have, for example, the Facebook group as a bonus, why we have uh, the small group interactions. If, you know, for some kind of weird reasons, um, we these small groups get too small, then we will just combine them. Okay, so that's really it about uh, the course. If you need some kind of further information about it and or generally if you want to learn more about leadership, then come to our webinars um, on the 23rd of January, the 1st of February or the 7th of February. Okay, Gary, any final word on the course? Uh, not really. I'm really excited about it. I think it's it, it'll be sort of a, a first of its kind in a way, and uh, it'll be a, a great way. It, it really models um, the the way that people need to develop as leaders in terms of investing a little bit of time every week and developing um, a habit to, to becoming a, a, a devoted student of leadership. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm also so excited about it. So thanks so much and see you in the course. Bye. Bye-bye. So don't forget to sign up for the leadership webinar. It'll be awesome and you don't want to miss out on this great opportunity to learn more about reasons why statisticians fail to lead and how to overcome them. Of course, the webinar is for free. Just sign up at theeffectivestatistician.com slash webinar. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks for listening. Bye.